Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Boom, we're here. Casey, when we start, you got to look at the camera. <laughs> like, wait, and cue. Okay, got it. <laughs> All right, we're starting off this episode with uh, with a little ad read from uh, from Fit Aid. Have you ever had Fit Aid before? I have many times at the beach at our pro AVP events. They've been they've activated there, so I love them. I'm stoked that uh, you guys are involved together now. That's rad, dude. They're they're pretty fire. They uh, they sent me like a whole case, but uh, but here's here's the gist: Fit Aid, play hard, recover clean. A Fit Aid sports recovery drink. Each ice cold can of Fit Aid contains ingredients to help your body recover and never contains any artificial flavors or sweeteners, Casey. Fit Aid is only 45 calories, certified, non GMO tested, vegan, paleo, paleo friendly, I should say, certified gluten free and kosher. It contains omega 3s, full B complex, and electrolytes. It's the perfect recovery blend for after your game of pickleball. What else do you need? Do you even need to keep reading? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, no. It's, exactly. So visit uh, lifeaidbevco.com and enter code DINK20 at checkout to get 20% off. That's lifeaidbevco.com and code DINK20 for 20% off plus fast free shipping. Fit Aid Sports Recovery is a product of the Life Aid Beverage Company the official recovery beverage of the dink. That's amazing. An official drink. That's amazing. It's a big step for you. It's a huge step. Agreed. And how'd I do it? That's a first ever like actual ad read we've ever done on this. How'd I do? do you, I mean, when I closed my eyes, you sounded like Joe Rogan. It was amazing. It was just Dude. buttery. It was Dude. creamy. Dude. <laughs> was That's so what smooth. I was going for. That's what I was going for. Like, Thank you. That I felt like world. you got way stronger. Like you were throwing hundred pound kettlebells above your head. I mean, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what Fit Aid does for you, dude. <laughs> exactly. All right, Casey. First question. What are you doing on this podcast right now? Well, I think what happened is you needed an upgraded co-host. That's what happened. Fair. Tyson's gone. Fair. I'm in. You just subbed one BYU Cougar for another. <laughs> oh, I forgot you guys both went to the same school. Yeah. So that's exactly what we did. So we've got Casey Patterson here for, uh, for a few episodes. We'll see how long you last. Oh. Uh, I'm pretty convinced like that Tyson up. just... Yeah, what? I feel like I got pulled up for varsity, like just for CIF. Like I've been on the yeah. JV and I'm like the captain of the JV team. Yeah. And when you can travel a bigger roster for, for CIF, it's like the coach is like, Casey, you're up. And like, this is my chance, you know? It is your chance and it's your, your one and only chance. So, uh, <laughs> so pressure's on because I'm, I'm pretty sure right now Tyson is just uh, somewhere practicing pickleball secretly because he was tired of uh, – taking shit in the comments and uh he's got I a little even... chip on his shoulder <laughs> and he wants to actually, post, uh, like... he wants to actually up the game yeah he's like dude you everybody's like you only post like pre-planned ernie's and atps we know that you can't really do that yeah, in yeah. real life <laughs> dude they do all look 100 percent pre-planned seriously all right you're gonna hit, well, i'm gonna ding 
to the angle down your line, you're going to turn and go, and I'm going to already jump before you hit it. Okay. Here we right. go. <laughs> Take one. <laughs> right. And that, and then he's got like his, his high shorts on and some like weird music playing in the clip. And then he puts it on Instagram. Yes. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. It's like Tyson's a gem. It. <laughs> so we'll see, uh, we'll see when he makes his, his return to uh typical pod. But um, for right now, he's on a little bit of a, a hiatus. We've got Casey yeah. Patterson filling in. So, so Casey, nervous and excited at the same time. So Zane was our first, uh, our first recur or Deckel was our first recurring guest, or maybe was it Zane? I don't know, but you're our first recur- recurring guest who's also a host. So, oh, so I was worried. I was like waiting. I'm like, really? They? Oh. So I'm I'm glad. I thought we might maybe having tryouts. It's like, well, Zane, uh, Deckel. I'm like, oh, they're having tryouts. I'm losing this battle for sure. <laughs> that could happen. I mean, quasi host. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, are you? Uh, have you been watching the APP Delray this morning? Not this morning. I haven't had a chance. I've been uh, cleaning up leprechaun poop because it's St. Patrick's Day, and it is the le- the leprechaun. I mean, he he came, and there's poop everywhere. There's traps that have been set that no one has caught him, but there's signs of him everywhere. I mean, we had glitter bombs. I mean, he went nuts in our house. So been a this sounds like this a morning. This sounds like you had a a very strange family tradition growing up. <laughs> my wife is like hardcore any holiday even if there's not school that's let out for it and she's like all right we have to do something massive it's basically like disneyland over here for every holiday so yeah we've had a busy morning but i haven't had a chance to watch uh del rey yet because i i'm i love that it's always live on youtube and their individual channels for whatever tours was is going i think that's awesome it's huge because the i feel like the sport's growing faster because of that and I'm worried. I'm just going to go right in it. Like, I'm worried that the whole this Olympics talk and, and all these other things where, like, tours are now exclusive. What happens is for us, NBC goes, all right, from the semis on, everything's locked. You can't watch it. You got to watch it live on NBC right. or a, a delay, right, on They NBC. do that sometimes. And then you're like, well, okay, well, everyone just – you lose so much of the audience that's watching. I mean, the yeah. people are at work nonstop watching the live stream. And like commenting and text messaging us when we're playing until we get to the semis and like, well, what happened? So right. I hope it doesn't lose that. I hope it doesn't lose it. That's a pretty good segue though, because we had um so we had Zane Navratil write a uh, write a blog for us about like what he thinks needs to happen for yeah. pickleball to overcome its I would call it viewership stagnancy. So it does seem like the viewership is kind of idling in place right now or at least it's not growing fast enough so we kind of came up with like a a few different uh suggestions if you will to improve pickleball's viewership so his were like okay one would be rowdiness so tennis it's like quiet during the point but basketball it's like you can heckle you're getting as rowdy as possible and it adds another element and it elevates the excitement. His I other could agree point with that. was like, yeah, me too. I was like, that's a yeah, no-brainer I mean, in my opinion. Yeah, oh, uh, for sure. He said paddle and ball technology. So continue to let paddle companies like innovate, create these crazy paddles like the carbon, for example. Um, and then same thing on the, on the ball side, but also being cognizant of like which balls we use in, in which environments. Cause like sometimes if you're yeah. playing like a Franklin down in Florida, uh, that thing's going to slow the game down a ton and you're not going to have as many hands battles. And uh, on the other end, like if, uh, if it's, uh, if you're playing with like, um, like a Dura, Dura and it's you know, cold, it's just, they're breaking one every rally. Yeah. I mean, or uh, I, and, I'm going through five in the morning to warm up. Right. All right. So, yeah. so Zane, uh, Zane did that blog. We put it in our newsletter, but you're somebody who comes from a, another professional sport. So you kind yeah. of outside looking in, but now, I mean, you're very much in this world. Like, what do you think are some of the things that could be done or need to happen in order for pickleball viewership and like the pro game to just continue to grow? I think the rowdiness factor is, 100% something that should be involved. I have a perfect analogy of what happened and, and why I feel like it's kind of getting stagnant is the other day we were training and I have the sick 
uh, playlist. It's actually like an app where all these DJs throw playlists on with different genres. And I got 80s and 90s, got 90s hip hop mixed with like 80s, like right. top 40 culture uh, songs. And everyone's like dancing and throwbacks. Everybody's getting the vibes, everyone's feeling it. And then this group, the old squad rolls in and they're like, excuse me, can you turn the music off? And the like eight chords were like, oh, you know, and right. for this one chord, because they want like the, the tennis quiet mentality, like they mm -hmm. just want to hear the ball the whole time. And we're all like, oh, what a bummer. Like that instantly kills the vibe and the growth of maybe kids that see it on TV, want to come play. And then there's music and like, this is actually really fun. We get to socialize and hang out and there's tunes. This is rad. And that whole, like, like maybe that old school tennis vibe, it totally crushes that. And I think 100% there needs to be commentary and crowd cheering. Like for us in volleyball, for sure, we have the ultimate culmination. It's kind of like an NBA where guy in basketball, everyone can talk and cheer. For us, I mean, people are in the stands right next to us, similar to the NBA, they're like courtside. And they're either on your side talking crap, I mean, talking like, trash to you or they're on your side and they're firing you up i mean it's 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 crazy but that creates so much more of an ex uh, a viewer experience and you feel like you're entertaining versus just playing a game and pickleball is so entertaining and those volley rallies are so insane like yeah. why not have the crowd be like whoa and like building energy and the like the how loud everyone's getting throughout a volley i'd be like this is amazing or if everyone's dinking and someone's like boring you know what i mean like forcing those players to step up and then let's say i speed it up win the rally and be like That's who said that you know and then I'd, I'd go over and talk to right. him and be like bro why aren't you on the court how come you're not playing oh you lot oh you're four oh okay so until you're on the court and i beat you you can't talk like that to me you know what i mean like and yeah. then everyone around's like what's going on like that experience <laughs> yeah. is so much more fun <laughs> yeah yeah wait no that's 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 a great but like they get into this dink rally right which can go on for like 40 50 shots in some instances imagine if the fans start like you know at like uh like egging them on to to speed up or you know i yes i I could see that yes. totally playing a factor. We get that when we serve. Everyone's like match point. They're always like sky ball. And everybody wants us to hit like this gnarly, super high moon ball for match yeah. point. And yeah. I mean, it could be tied and it's in the third set. And you're like, bro, you, everyone's pressuring me into hitting this serve, just this monster right. serve that is like super inconsistent. You know, it's hilarious. So there's, we get a lot of interaction from the crowd. And I think it builds one players that are mentally more tough because you're getting either you know heckled the whole time and you learn to deal yeah. with it and kind of in a in a in a very intellectual way kind of fight fire back and then you have like you end up winning a fan for life because you've won that one over that was talking trash <laughs> right i think it just builds a lot of like connectivity to the crowd and the fans so that there's more loyalty in a sense of like oh i can't wait to go because it's an experience versus like definitely just go watch and i can't say anything definitely yeah i saw um I saw a clip this morning actually of, of Kevin Durant, like chirping back at someone yep. in the, in the crowd, like that would make for some like good, uh, some good viral moments that I think uh, yeah. sport could, yeah. could benefit yeah. from. You could see Zane going over. I mean, he's, so, he's like, he's too nice. Probably the, he's hilarious though. I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the most underrated social media pickleball player to follow on the planet because everything yeah. he posts i'm like this dude he is hilarious he gets it it's so funny he heckles himself yeah. he also makes great plays like you know he's like the last one he did i think you could do it the easy way or the zane way and he's like tripping and falling and diving and hits one like through his legs or whatever for the kill and i'm like he's he's so good at that and i think it that that bit that rowdiness creates a lot more of the connectivity even on social with with the players and then i think the growth will happen yeah yeah, I, I agree. And I think another thing when it comes to just connecting fans to players or, or making fans just care more, I think this is everybody's point. I've heard this a lot, but it's just yeah, building up the backstories of the individual players. And that will lead into the creation of narratives of why these why these tournaments matter. Why why should fans care about about what they're watching? Because 
right now uh, I get the sense that when I go to a tournament, nobody really knows who the players are. I find myself like looking over to the person next to me and being like, Hey, like, you know, that's Anna Lee. She's actually, you know, this age, she plays with her mom, like, you know, adding, yes. I'm like giving them more elements to get more <laughs> yeah. engaged because they just don't yes. know. And they don't, and that's the case across the board. Like people don't know these, these players. And, and that's a, that's a massive problem. There's a crazy similarity with that in beach volleyball. Cause we never hit like the NBA, you know, MLB, you know, NFL mainstream, but we were on TV a lot. And that's why I wanted to kind of be a player. Cause I used to record it on VHS and be like, this is insane. These guys are playing for so much money. And now that we, we play for a lot less, there's a huge disconnect in people that play for fun and they love playing the game of beach volleyball. And then knowing who the top players in the world and in the U S are right. I got a, I know I'm, I'm walking with a rolling luggage in an airport out of a plane with this USA volleyball. Like, Oh my gosh, you play volleyball too. My son is like the 15s. Uh, he won the 15s open for USA uh, development tour. Do you know him? It's uh, Scotty. And I'm like, what Scotty? Like, dude, I just won the gold medal in the grand slam and the AVP in Manhattan beach. Like, but you don't say that, but you're like, there's a right. huge disconnect and it's the same yeah. in pickleball because people are just like, they just go to play and for a workout and they know their little pods of communities. So it's like, we've actually done this exact thing that you just mentioned in volleyball. There's these two brothers with beards, the McKibben brothers and they're uh, Wilson athletes on the beach volleyball side. And so am I, and we all decided like, look, we got to tell the stories. We got to create the Avengers of pickle of, of volleyball so that people outside of volleyball are interested in their story. They're interested in, we told the history of the Manhattan beach. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that, where it's like, Oh, now I get it. I understand what's going on and why this is so important. Why that 15 year old is so gnarly because her mom has been playing with her since she was five years old, you know, like that yeah. is huge. And people knowing yeah. that makes it so much more fun to watch. For sure. For sure. I, I think like pickleball kind of weirdly has the, the unique challenge though too of like it's not like this sport i mean it has been around forever but the pro game hasn't been around forever so yeah there aren't that many like stories that date back to you know like the 90s or or even the early yeah. 2000s or like no mac and rose 10, or whatever right 10 yeah. years ago right it's like um they're creating the history right now right like right. um ben had a good year last year and everyone's like go he's the goat yeah. Oh yeah. You know? For sure. Yeah. And, uh, and there's just no one because there's no one else to, to, to compare him to. Yeah. Right. And he's, he's exactly in the sport where we were before it really got into the Olympics, the Brazilians in the U S dominated, right? Because we had our own pro tours in our countries before there was like a world tour Olympics in mind. Right. And so Americans were like on TV, on Budweiser commercials, they had all the sponsors and everyone knew who they were the world hadn't caught up. And now it's like the Norwegians who are 20 and 21 years old are the best team in the world and won the gold medal. You're like kids from Norway. Is there a beach in really? Norway? Like it's, isn't it cold there? I mean, and then yeah. that's who the second team is a team from Qatar. And it's a, it's two dudes from a different country, not even from Qatar. Right. And Qatar's like, Hey, come play for us. I mean, that's how much the world's caught up where people oh, that yeah. had no idea what beach volleyball was are now yeah. beating all of us. So that's where it's like, well, yeah, right now, Ben's, he was the goat because right now he's in the front forefront and he's laying the legacy of the sport in the pro world, right? And it's kind of cool. It's a pretty cool time yeah. for him, especially. Yeah, why? Well, I think well, you got J.W. Johnson, who's just like, all right, bro, I'm just going to like. <laughs> that's what I was, <laughs> that's what I was just about singles. to say. Yeah, because yeah. he's, he's on my TV right now. So like every time I look away, he's playing some, uh, you know, like former – former tennis player but yeah just like speaking of of ben you know we call him the goat and it's kind of unanimous like there really isn't much yeah. pushback but all of a sudden it's like okay it's not a given that he's going to win anymore at the ppa riverland last week him and colin got eliminated and uh he was beat by j-dub and now j-dub's like kind of the one who's who's turning heads and should he have a good year, you know, on the double side, he's, he's not as strong, but like, should he have a good year on a single side? Everyone will be like, wait, is he the goat? You know? Yeah. Right. We'll start to compartmentalize. Well, there's a singles goat and then there's like an all around goat. You know what I mean? You're yeah. getting like all the, the different categories. 
it's crazy the way he plays too. his style. I mean, if I, I kind of walk like him, like toes out, but I can't stand like him and just like, I always have my paddle and a forehand ready to just absolutely smash anything that comes to me. He's like, Ugh. he doesn't yeah. move his body. And I'm like, this kid right. is unbelievable. It's unreal. Right. right. It's like <laughs> it's a wand. Sick. It's like he, it's like he's holding yes. a wand. <laughs> he's just, just waiting. I mean, Matt Wright and, uh, it was just like speed up just subtly in that middle, right? Dink a little too high. He's like, Funk! and he would just unload on every ball. I'm like, this kid yeah. is like a savant of the speed up. It's insane. Yeah. He also just has that like demeanor about him. Like he's there to, yeah. to play pickleball and nothing yes. else. He's and like that terminator. He really, he hears nothing but like the ref calling the score. That's it. Right. 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 So and then a little smile about, if he speeds a ball up in the background, that's it. Yeah. Like Zane would Zane would interact with the crowd. J dubs. Yeah. Nah. Right. Right. Zero. It's funny because we have that we would have that same type of mentality in players too. We got like Todd Rogers who won gold in two thousand eight with Phil, and they're very stoic all the time. And maybe yeah. made some of the greatest plays ever seen in volleyball, and they'd be like not even high fiving, just turning and going back and serving. You know, I make that play. And I'm like, that's what we trained the other day. Oh my gosh. I told, he told me he was going to do that. I would be like making up scenarios and interacting with the crowd. Like, this is unreal. That was all on you. Cause you told me to do that in the crowd. You know, if someone says something, you know, I would try to get everybody involved and, but there needs to be all of those styles because it makes it the contrast yeah. makes it so fun to go be entertained into the different styles. It's, it's so good. Right. <laughs> oh, right. It's, it's rad. It's good to see those guys um, do well though. Those young kids just yeah. falling right now. It's crazy. Yeah, he is uh so I'd imagine he's gonna he's gonna win this set. So this is the Delray Beach Open. They just came off a rain delay, but I was watching this morning, or wasn't watching this morning, but I got a text this morning from uh this kid, Alex Newman. Have you heard of this kid? I think you I read about him in your your newsletter. So he's right. like a uh, yeah. So former Northwestern tennis player, yeah. kind of new on the scene, just moved down to Florida. He's been writing for us, uh, so you can read all about like his, his stories on our blog, and we write about him in the in the newsletter. Another kid like playing with a carbon, of course. Uh, which, yeah. by the way, you can get carbons for ten percent off. Uh, CarbonPickleball.com. Okay. Okay. Use code uh, the Dink, but. Uh, yeah, so Alex is on a, We'll give you a shout out. <laughs> yeah, no promises there, but, uh, but yeah, we can say that. Um, all right, so so Alex beat uh, he beat Zane this morning. Uh, in let's see, at the PPA Riverland, he beat Tyler Loong, then Hayden Patrickwin, then Jay Devillier, and then lost to Tyson McGuffin. But the kid's been on an absolute hot streak. He beat. Jack Foster back in December. He beat Zane this morning, and he's another one of these former tennis players who's come out of nowhere and is all of a sudden like completely just turning heads. And uh, I don't know. He, he just seems like he can't be stopped right now. That's the perfect intro for a tennis guy is to don't even touch doubles and just go play singles. Yeah. I mean, yeah, how right. much more like of a comparison is that like, Oh, all my shots are similar, like a backhand slice, third shot drop, right? I mean, I'm doing like three-quarter drives that are like just nasty and dipping on the sidelines and then just playing the game, the cat and mouse game, right? I feel like those guys come in and I think that's like the perfect introduction to, oh, this court, it's the same thing, but a smaller court, I, I'll own this. You know what I mean? It's yeah. cool. We have, a lot, yeah. we have a lot of that on the, the volleyball side where guys come from the indoor team, then six on six, and they're like, I could play beach. The one advantage we have is they got to go play in really deep sand and the elements where they're always used to being inside of a building. And you're like, oh, right. dude, this guy touches like almost 13 feet. How am I going to beat him? And then they come out and they're like, they can barely move. And you're like, okay, good. We're safe. But I think yeah. with the tennis pickleball comparison or it's the same surface, just a smaller court, it's like, uh-oh, <laughs> if these guys start converting over, it's going to be, yeah. the depth is going to become insane. Yeah, no, I mean, we're seeing it all over right now, particularly lately. So I think singles is, is more, um, I don't want to say in jeopardy, but it, in jeopardy of being disrupted than, 
yeah. than doubles, but uh, I'm all for it. Like I, I think that's another thing that I, I think needs to happen is like, we need more of these tennis players to just come and elevate the competition. Right. You bring notoriety. They're bringing more like media um, just because it's also something new. And then just the level that those guys are playing already in tennis. You're just like, dude, I went and tried to play. I mean, I started playing tennis after I played pickleball. Cause I was like, I got to Everyone is good at pickleball. Really? Tennis. I, I was like, I better go play tennis and see why. What's the conversion? Like, why? <laughs> and it, I suck it at probably, tennis, so. yeah, it probably helps your game, right? It's got it does though, because it's like the. I think in pickleball, you get so caught up in like a quick touch with your paddle that you forget that, in order to have more control, it's like I need more time on that ball with my paddle to be able to manipulate or follow through, and I feel like. Yeah. I almost play it too much like ping pong when I started, like too much of like a poppy touch and there's not enough time on the ball for, for sure. me to control it how I want to. And tennis makes you do that. And I think that's where it, it translates so well into guys being immediately good at pickleball because they've had yeah. all of those reps of like a long contact and they process, right? You see the ball, you're reading the ball and then you're able to like manipulate it, hit it cross if a guy leans, like all that stuff is so valuable. So I think it's yeah. like, it's helped me. I'm like, Oh, it kind of opens my eyes into certain, certain scenarios. And I'm like, Oh, I could use that there. That's good. You know what I mean? I think it's cool. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think like more and more paddle manufacturers are, are moving in that direction too. Right. They're trying to figure out how to design a paddle that helps the yeah. ball stay on it longer so that right. you can do more with it. It, it operates more like a tennis yeah. racket with tennis strings where the strings grip the ball for, you know, a split second but yeah, enough to right. put some wicked spin or shape on mm -hmm. it. And then yeah. um, and then you're able to like be J-Dub and just rip them down the line and ping corners, <laughs> just, right? Just own load and maybe a smirk. <laughs> but maybe a smile. Not. Like like I already, you know, I already computed that it was supposed to happen. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so, okay. So you did watch the PPA Riverland. You said you were folding laundry last night, watching yeah. these replays. So you Especially saw the hammies, um, folding laundry, yeah. watching those guys play in the, the final. And that, that first set was awesome for them. They were up in the, in the beginning and really had uh, Matt and uh, what am I? Riley. I was just, yeah. Had Matt and Riley. It's crazy. Cause I love watching Riley. I don't know why I forgot his name, but. Matt and Riley were just kind of like searching for their third, searching for their kind of reset, searching for where do we speed up? Because they were unstoppable. Anytime Matt and, and Riley tried to speed up, I mean, they were just firing back so fast that those guys were stuck for a long time. So Who were they playing really in the fun watching was it Was it J-Dub and Jay, Dylan Frazier? J-Dub and Frazier, yeah. Yeah. And Frazier and J-Dub were just – their ability to just sit and wait for someone to speed up and absolutely counterattack is really fun to watch. No, yeah, it's those really two cool. specifically, they have some of the fastest hands once they're at the kitchen line. Yeah. They're, I mean, without standing there waiting, it's almost as if they are. They're, they have like that, this really like just calming like position and then it's just funk, speed up and they're yeah. absolutely smashing your speed up. You're like, okay, here we go. What do we do here? And they were working yeah, the middle on Riley and Matt really well. And then waiting for speed ups. I mean, they had a really good game plan. They executed until that, like that last third of the game, Riley and Matt are like, okay, we're going to just be winners and be veterans here <laughs> and take it. No, they're, they're nasty. And by the way, so I was just saying, I have J-Dub on the TV right now. So J-Dub took the first game off this tennis player, Stroxrud. I don't even know how to say his name. Um, some young former tennis player lost the second game. So dropped the second game. So this guy is kind of like new on the scene. So dropped the yeah. second game, 11-8. Now they're in a third game. So J-Dub's at risk of being upset here by another um, kind of tennis player coming over on a whim. This guy's up in the in the third game right now, 4-2, J-Dub serving. So we'll see what happens that's, there. That's going to be the natural progression for you for pickleball too is that you're going to get these people that you've never seen before who are super confident and aren't scared of yeah. you and you have zero information on them. And you yep. see like all the top teams, like on our tour, if I don't even need to prep for a top eight team that I play. Cause I've played them a thousand times. And then you play a guy that's just as good or better, but you don't know who he is. Cause he's new. And you're like, uh Oh, 
I have zero information. So I'm just full animalistic instinct the whole time. Right. You got to yeah. go old school and be like, all right, I came to the park and this is the local legend I've never met. And he's dominating. It's like, right. dude, you have to be on the fly figuring out and more. Now it comes back to me just executing on what I can control. <laughs> it's crazy. Cause you're going to get a lot of those guys, especially like we said in singles, it's going to be, it's going to be rad because then you're going to see, I mean, with all these tours and everything being, having money pumped in, people are going to start watching more film. They're going to be breaking down. Like we have this thing that was called data volley and we'd watch a match and we'd break down every, let's say forehand drive from uh, JW in zone one, let's say near the right back service area. If he drives from here, here's his percentage of here. And I'm guessing you guys do that in tennis a lot. Like you'd break it down right before you, oh, that's so perfect. I wish I'm getting a little tired too. Wish I had my fit aid with me. Mine's on its way. <laughs> yeah, you'll like that. <laughs> oh, you're like, oh, Casey's talking a lot. Let me get some energy here. I'm to power up. <laughs> but I, mean, uh, I just think that the, the, the higher the level, the more guys get involved, especially from the tennis side, you're going to see so much more uh, analysis through scenarios with types of like each individual tour. Like let's say Austin. All right, we know the ball's maybe – it's a little bit humid there that time or the, the, you know, the temperature, the ball's going to play this way. All right. We go to Florida, the ball, it's going to be humid, even more humid. Yeah. And it's going to be manipulative. We're going to be able to wrap balls better. Then we're going to go to the red rock open and it's going to be dry and fast. And so yep. then you're also, you're, you're doing analysis on each one of those locations and the player in that location. It's going to get so gnarly that I even had like a team. I had a, a video guy, a guy that would break down the, um, the video into specific segments, backhand, really? forehand, serve, receive yeah. from all locations out of system scenarios. What do they do? When do they earn When do they like that kind of a thing? So you're going to go in with like so much information that when you play a guy like this, like JW right now, you're gonna be like, uh, I've never seen this guy before. I've, there's nothing on yep. him on YouTube. He, he's been secretly playing somewhere. I don't know what to do. And he just balls out, you know? And then the, you're going to get the Cinderella stories too, where, you know, they're going to fly through like Alex. You're just like, who is yep. this guy? What's exactly. happening? It's yeah. going to be cool. A lot more well, stories like that are going to be rolling in. Anna Bright's probably the greatest recent example of that. I mean, there's, there's yeah. plenty of them, but uh, you know, and now all of a sudden Anna Bright's down here training at dreamland with a bunch of pros. Uh, yeah, you know, people are, are talking about her. She's like the face of stuff. It's like she had, you know, one tournament where she came in and right. just cleaned up and everyone's like, who the hell is this girl? It's like, this is going to happen. Yeah. This is going to continue yeah. to happen. A lot. New Instagram handle, PB at the end. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Do you like, still don't get that by the way, but I hope one day I, I'm like big enough in any segment where I have to create like a separate Instagram to keep my two, uh, gotta, my two lives separate. Yeah. Got to get another one. Yeah. Um, but all right, so on the J Dub note, though, with that, uh, with his his win last weekend, he beat Ben, so he is now the. So, are you familiar with with Duper, like the the rating system? Yes, I use it so all the time because it's amazing. He's the number yes. one guy now, right? Yeah, so he's number one, um, and I would always. Uh, my curiosity is like, all right, so will will Duper end up being like a a future? predictor right because they're they're based on data but it takes everybody else kind of time to decide that okay let's just in this hypothetical right. situation j-dub continues to beat ben over and over again he continues to beat zane jay he continues to be the top dog and it's like all right so six months from now we're like all right j-dub he is number one and it's sort yeah. of unanimous and we're like yeah well duper predicted that you know, six months ago, like we knew that yeah. we just trusted the data. And, right. Um, so we'll back to the future almanac almost we're pulling Marty's pulling it from the future, bringing it back. It really is though. Like <laughs> it's, in, it's rad how that works. They've done such a good job of the, the rating system that now I almost don't even play games with like a group we set up without putting duper on the line or money. And duper has really? become like money because the motivation is different, right? You, you, you train, you do drills, you do skills type stuff. But then when you play, it's like, dude, I, I'm here to, to validate those things and win. And so if I don't have like motivation, like Duper immediately added that for me. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. 
Cause now I'm not losing money. The guys are way better than me, but betting them so that I play better. Like I try yeah. way harder. Like in volleyball, yeah. I'd always put like a, a $20 bill in the antenna with like Velcro. I'd be like, all right, if you guys win this, it's yours. You could lunch on you guys. You're like, on me, you, you got lunch. Yeah. And it always made me, I, I mean, I think I lost that one time in like five years. Cause I was like, all right, here we go. It's for real now, you know? And Duper does that. And it's sick to see that, that, that J-Dub can be like, you know, and then he also gets to claim that stuff, which in turn, which is really cool, could add elements to his sponsorship deals when he signs contracts. Hey, anytime I'm finished an event, or I'm the number one guy, I get a thousand dollar kicker from you guys. You know yeah. what I mean? Like make it cool and yeah, utilize that sure. stuff. That could be rad. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. That just touches on another note, the way these like player contracts are going to continue to develop and these sponsorships are going to continue to, to grow and, and take on new forms. Um, yeah. Everything's oh, yeah. just, everything's in its infancy. And, <laughs> it's uh, the wild west we, right now. Yeah. We're yeah. just going to continue to see, so many changes and um that's what makes pickleball exciting right now it does because you see i mean i think i see a new brand or or a company either adding pickleball to their their world or a new one that's starting like kind of on its own and that's it's insane the similarities i mean each was the same way you had like the local company sponsoring athletes then big brands wanted to get involved yeah and they like then they went away then they came back and you're just like right now is the best time to capitalize that. Like, I think is Tyson wearing, what's Tyson McGuffin wearing right now? I just saw that he's got sketchers. He was like, yeah. Head to toe sketchers. yeah, yeah. yeah. He has what his own line with Selkirk, which was rad. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. Smart by Selkirk. Like they're building a, like a brand around him. Yep. And he was wearing a lot of legend stuff, which I have a history in and kind of helped launch that brand myself. And then really? he's like, I have a bunch of legends. Yeah. Stuff. Like they were, they were a sock company only. The owner came from lacrosse, sold right. his uh, adrenaline lacrosse, uh, like tournament series and professional league. And I knew adrenaline a, lacrosse. Yeah. Yeah. He had a, he had a non-compete. And so he was like, Oh, I'm going to do socks. And then he was talking to me and we were trying to enter the volleyball space and kind of run and start the same thing he did in the volleyball space. And then I was like, dude, socks are cool, but let's, let's do like, like a Lululemon, but that's like more of like a street style that guys want to wear versus like, Oh, I'm wearing the yoga brand that the girls, because at that time it was the girls yoga brand. I'm like, let's right. make it's like top eight things guys wear every day when they're playing. Let's go legends. And then now it's like, now he's in like sketchers. I'm like, Whoa, this is, he's probably getting a pretty good deal from them. Cause I know they got money. Yeah. Well, it, it helps cool, that yeah. he's, he's doing, he's building his brand across multiple platforms right now. Oh, yeah. Now he's, he's focusing on TikTok. Like there's nothing and it's, it's really going to pay off for him. And we're seeing that, right. He has tons of different sponsors sure. and yeah. he's now, you know, getting the attention of, uh, of a sketchers. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah, he's definitely crushing in all those areas. There are other deals like that in the works that, um, you know, I'm just hearing whispers about, and, uh, I think we're just going to continue to see more of that. I mean, fit aid's a great example of that. Um, yeah. So to see the opportunity and the growth of the sport and they're a perfect fit. So that makes so much sense for them to be like, okay, how do we enter this space and how do we get involved and support it and be a part of the staple of pickleball? It's, it's yeah. smart by them. I want, um, I want, I want Crocs. I want Crocs to come in and I want Crocs to be the official footwear of, of the dink. And I want free Crocs for life. We had, that was an official, our tour used to be called the, the AVP Crocs beach volleyball tour. We had Crocs really? for four years. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. It's I'm telling you pickleball is like, it's like beach volleyball went through everything I've gone through. And now it's like, I'm watching it again being like, what is this? Am I having days? Yeah. Would I have a paddle in my hand now? This is so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Crocs is a perfect fit, right? Like everybody, nobody wants to wear their shoes the whole time. You want to take your shoes off and let your feet breathe a little. Crocs are perfect. We got to make that happen. I was actually just talking to them when uh, James Lawrence, Iron Cowboy, did 101 consecutive full triathlon marathon. Like he did the full triathlons in a row every day. And we were in talks with him about getting Crocs dialed in and he got it. And they're, they're rat. We'll make that happen. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. After this, I'll get on 
get on call. <laughs> yeah. All right. I like it. Uh, you can be our, uh, you can be our new rep and get us those deals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. So behind J dub in duper, by the way, just cause it's worth mentioning is Ben, of course. And then Tyson, who we were just talking about yeah. Zane, who we've mentioned and then Jay DeVillier. So that's kind of the top How five points? right now. They're like point one zero point two five, yeah. like right. away from it. Yeah, like J Dub and Ben have like seven ratings. I'm a five, so <laughs> I'm just a slightly far. So basically, what that's saying is like Ben and and J Dub are more better than me than I am like a like a three five or like a four. <laughs> So you're like, oh, I thought I was getting close. <laughs> yeah, no, that just like, puts it in perspective where good, they are yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. It's um, crazy, and that's the difference, right? You're like, oh, I'm getting close, and then like, mm, when you play the top guys, it's there's a huge difference. Yeah, it's a joke. There's, there's no chance if if I were to. That's why also I don't play singles. I can't handle it. <laughs> well, your quads, like my knees and quad tendons and hip flexors after you know two games of singles i'm like all right i'm gonna have to do some dude it's brutal week it's brutal (laughs) so i started to do uh i started doing hot yoga to try and uh help with that but the problem with hot yoga is you get super dehydrated so after every hot yoga i gotta drink uh relight do you know of relight the hydration mix what solid yeah well so it's made with uh now you're winning singles if yeah, right. If I'm able to uh, stay hydrated, do more yoga, get back out on the court, and actually start my uh, my singles career, yeah, I get, I get some wins. Right, I close that gap a little bit. And they use real like is it real salt in the mix? So you from absorb- Utah, man, from Utah. Oh well, then you know it's good. Yeah, it's no, it's fire. It it tastes really good. It, I actually need it to. Uh, I've. I'm somebody who, if I get dehydrated, I will, I have withdrawn from pickleball tournaments because the heat has such an effect on me. So like, I actually need something like this. So, um, wow. yeah, no, that's real. That's not even part of the, so they sponsor us, but that's, that's an authentic thing. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. That's, um, that's clutch. That part's big. And I think a lot of people don't even just the avid, you know, weekly player don't realize that they're probably dehydrated 90% of the time because people aren't hydrating themselves as much. And it takes two days before to really prep for like a big tourney, like two days yeah. out, you should be, you're, you gotta be crushing all your stuff to prep so that your body doesn't just shut down. Yeah. And we've got uh, PPA Austin is going to be the Austin open is going to be here uh, next weekend. So I have to be, uh, I've got to figure out how to get in shape for, for that. I've not been playing since I've, I've moved to Austin. So you might not know this, but I moved to Austin at the beginning of the year. I was just going to ask you're in Austin now. Yeah. And my, in my mind, I was like, all right, there's all these pros here. Like I ran into Colin Johns walking down the street when I was getting my haircut, like, uh, on, uh, last Thursday, which was, which was funny. I was like, Colin, what's up? Um, and, uh, yet despite all that, I've only played, one time since I've moved to Austin in uh, almost three months now. So brutal. There's a little bit of that. They're, they're basically initiating you. They're like, Hey, let's keep them. Let's keep them cold for a couple of days and make them really earn this. Let's yeah. you can't just I mean, jump I, in and be a part of the squad. <laughs> in, no. It, yeah. In my mind, I was going to be training with pros every day and I was going to be like actually having a pro career now. And uh, yeah, it's definitely not the case. So we got a, <laughs> got a long way to go at this point. But where in Austin, I mean, without divulging your address, what area are you in? Like, are you near like the, is it the domain where there's like that gnarly the domain? And then there's like the rad main street with all the restaurants that are on both sides of the street. I'm like, there's- I'm like on that street. So if I just look out my window right now, like I'm, I'm right downtown on that, on that river. So That's I'm in a cool spot, but you know, if you're, if you're right downtown, it's tough to find pickleball courts too, but. Right, There's enough right. around here. I just, I just got to stop. Uh, I got to stop making excuses, honestly. Yeah, there's um, even, I've even gee. played at a bar that had two courts. It was amazing. Everybody's watching. No, I, 
I think I know what you're talking about. When you were in Austin? Yeah. Yeah. It's, they had like um, a whole event there for us, all the beach people. They're like, hey, come play pickleball and hang and there's yeah. cornhole. And I was like, this is the perfect. This is amazing. That's the one I've played at. I can't remember the name right now, but I've been there a few times. Actually, really solid courts. Uh, J-Dub just pulled off that win. so yeah. Oh. Uh, but it was tight in the third game. He won uh, 11-8. So this guy, again, I'm like, I'm going to butcher his name, Stocksred. Uh, pay attention to him. He'll be, yeah. he'll continue to come around. I've seen him in the last few, last few events kind of like creeping into, creeping into the it's fold. Here. And um, it won't be long before he's on a podium, a singles podium. Is he a D1 tennis guy that's kind of converted over? Did he play somewhere? Yeah, I, I'm like- pretty sure he is. So, ready, let's go. Find out right now. So, he played at... Um, I don't know. What are the privateers? What uh, what mascot what? is privateers? I don't even privateers. know. Privateers? I have no idea. So I see him at uh, Tennessee Wesleyan. Is that a thing? <laughs> and uh, wow, this guy is just super stealthy. Uh, so he's from uh, Argentina, former former tennis player, and looks oh, like okay. he did some pro tennis. So uh, he's definitely a, a solid player, and uh, he's showing that on the on the pickleball court. So we'll see we'll see what he does. Yeah. He seems like he's he's going to be really solid, though. I mean, he's given J-Dub uh, a run for his money. So he's just another example of uh, what we were talking about. So what's yeah, – uh, need that, that one three-set – one that one-set win. You're like, yep, I can do this. You know what I mean? Against the top – the number one guy right now, you're like – Yeah, and, right, and like – I'm not the, scared anymore. The, <laughs> the light bulb goes off, right? Like I think for yeah. Alex Newman, he texted me uh, back in December when he had a – a pretty big win over Jack Foster. And then next uh-huh. thing you know, he's down in Florida training with, with J dub. He said he was training with uh, Jack Foster, Eden Lika, and um, you know, surrounding himself with the right town. So for him, like that light bulb yeah. went off and he was like, all right, if I actually make a run at this thing, I can, I can make some waves here. Fast yeah. forward to today. And he's coming up with some big time wins. So <laughs> it's big wins. It's, it's cool That's to see. So cool. It's, but it's also cool to see that acceleration in such a short period of time. And um, right. Yeah. Right. So. I think it's, that's the, that's the hardest part of any sport is if you're not surrounded by the best players that are constantly pushing you to play at a higher level, you just kind of like big fish, little pond all the time. And you're like, yeah. and then you only see it when you play in an event and you're like, ah, I need to be around this more. I got to yep. see this all the time. That's cool. That's rad. Yeah. You need step. to get exposure to, uh, to other talent for sure. Um, all right. What's, uh, what's, what's coming up for you? When's the next pickleball tournament you're going to be at? Jeez. Well, I signed up for the Red Rock open to play in that one, but I think my family, I don't know who knows. There could be a, a spring break vacation that I didn't know about that I have to go to, which is not vacation anymore. Cause now all I think about is playing pickleball, <laughs> but yeah, right. I'm trying to play in as, as many events as possible. We actually set up a bunch of like money ball round robins locally to kind of get that feel all the time. Everybody puts like 50 bucks in winner takes all, you know, kind of a thing. Uh, but I'm, I'm looking to play in, in everything I can coming up after, you know, this point, all the PPAs, uh, anything local, a Newport event, or uh, there could be one in Santa Barbara, like stuff like that. So for me, it's play as many, as many terms as possible, see as many different styles and, and types of players as possible and constantly kind of be on the pulse of what's going on so that, you know, you can get better. Cause I'm all in, I think it's, it's crazy how much, you know, how addicting this sport is. What level are you playing at right now? So I only, not because I belong there, but I only now from now on, I'm only playing in five O's. Nice. And if I get beat down, cool. I don't care. Like I want to see the level and speed and, and compete because right. I know physically I'm, I can compete with, I mean, I could go play pro physically if I was good at pickleball. You know what I mean? Like from <laughs> yeah. running around in the sand to a hard court, I'm like, this is way easier. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a matter of getting really good. So for me, it's just like play as much as possible. Kind yeah. Of like in the play the best league. competition too. Yeah. 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 So like if I'm not getting beat or I'm not the guy getting most of the balls, I'm like, oh, this group, I need to go somewhere else because I need to be the guy that's constantly being pressured. Right. Right. Yeah. So 
that's kind of the plan for me here is just get in as many events as possible and, and just, uh, get better slowly. Yeah. So it's, it's fun. Yeah. I, um, when Tyson and I went and played in, in Vegas, we played, uh, what did we play? Did we play four Oh or four or five? Uh-huh. We got absolutely smoked, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like to play, I like to play five Oh only. Yeah. Um, and, uh, no, I, I agree with you. Like, I just want to play the best competition possible. So that's yeah. why I played some like pro stuff too. Just, you can start to like get a sense for like, all right, what does the top level look like? But the top right. level is also like, it's the goalposts are moving because yeah. everybody, everybody's separation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. The separation in the three O to, or a four O to five O is the same in like three other, other tiers in the pro world. It's the same with, you know, we play guys that qualify, you know, through the day before of an event. And let's say we get like the number one qualifier team and they just dominated in the qualifier, which is a bunch of like, let's say it's five Oh guys. And then they come play us and we're beating them like 21, 11, 21, 12. And yeah. it's just, they don't see the things and they don't have the tools to get themselves out of trouble. They're not seeing those kind of speeds or those types of like misdirection and set plays that complement each other. They don't see that. You know, and a lot of us don't see that when we play pickleball. And then you go play and you get like the post tournament interviews with like a Matt and O'Reilly. They're like, oh, yeah, we well, you know we knew they're going to work the middle. So we decided to just hang tight, you know, get our drops. We knew that they were going to be good if we speeded up, if we sped up, they'd be able to like really attack those. So, you know, we knew that we're just going to have to like bide our time. And that's the same theory I have. I'm like, you know, a team gets all fired up and it's like 11 all. And their, their side of the, the crowd is like, let's go. We got this. These guys overrated and everyone's yelling. And I'm like, and then we beat them 21 11. I'm like, you guys are adorable. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. you act like we haven't been doing this our life and supporting our families. Not like we, this is where right. we're most comfortable. And that's the yeah. same, like pickleball. It's like, you go play a guy and you're like, uh Oh, like we got a chance. And then they just go, all right, enough. I'm not going to play with my food anymore. And <laughs> they just yeah. destroy you. And you're right. seeing that for sure. More and more at different levels. Yeah. You see it. You see it click. I, uh... yeah. I played in a tournament versus uh, uh, my partner and I played against uh, Matt Wright and Lucy Kovalova in mixed. And uh, uh-huh. you know, we were getting some, some solid points. We were feeling comfortable. I think we got yeah. five off them the first game. And then you could tell they were like, all right, this is annoying. They Here turned it on and um, yeah, we couldn't. Yeah. Uh, They're like, Oh, basically couldn't Thomas is starting point. to believe. Yeah. Thomas yeah. is starting to believe a little bit. Lucy, yeah. let's take care of this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Right. And they just That's went, so they were, funny. they went to go mode and they just, uh, they, they took care of us. So that was, um, that was a, an eye opener for me. The, the actual difference between an amateur and, uh, and a pro. And again, that yeah. gap is, is continuing to widen. So, but that's why you got to play like a, a five Oh all the time, because when you're done playing a five Oh, uh, like the last one I played in Newport, we went two and two play these two UCLA kids that were, I graduated like a year ago on the tennis team and they're playing pickleball now. And the, their ability to, to drive a ball from any height or location was kind of remarkable. And you're like, all right, this is crazy. So we got to play old school pickleball. We got to dink and make them play the slow game. And that's right. how we like barely, like we, we ended up beating, but I mean, it was, yeah. it was sketchy because these kids are, they are good. And it's yeah. like, then there was a difference between, then I played like Matt Chow and he was playing with like a, kind of an OG pro type 5-0 guy. And they kind of just, they kind of smashed us. And I was like, wow, there's a big difference in those two worlds where you play like maybe a normal 5-0 guys that belong there and they have the physical capabilities to a real 5-0 like pro also like even above that, like a mid-range pro in a 5-0 event. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not really that close. I thought I was closer, you know. But right. you, don't, you don't see that unless you play in those because then I get to go home and be like, probably how you feel like oh okay cool i can hang in these areas this area needs a lot of work and then the team dynamic in these scenarios need a lot of work too cool now i have something to go like work on or if i go play in a 4-0 i'm like i just beat myself because no one was better than me and i just made errors you know what i mean you're like right okay cool like i sh- i should have won that whole thing and i got silver or, or whatever you know and it's like but a 5-0 i feel like i need to be like tested and pushed and 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 found wanting you know, yeah. after and be like, Oh, okay. I need to do these things. I also think when you play up, you tend to 
lock in and play your your best game. And then sometimes if you go down yeah. uh, a level and you sort of think, okay, I can just play like hero ball because I'm I'm better than these players and I yeah. can just sort of like show out. You end up playing down to them, right? Because you for sure you're impatient. You're you're taking risks you you normally wouldn't. Then you end up like losing to uh, people who just simply aren't as as good as you. Uh, and you're like, what? You like, and you you actually can in those those moments lose confidence. Uh, oh, for sure. And then you see their Instagram highlight posts of the two plays where they just embarrassed you, and somehow <laughs> those are on. You're like. I mean, that was always the funniest thing is anytime those are always the ones that make it. They always, they'd be like, Hey, is it cool for record practice? I'm like, yeah, cool. And then I'd be driving home from the beach and then there'd already be a post and it'd be tagged. I'd be like, Oh, you know, just getting after today against Patterson Buttinger. And they're like, it'd be them like hitting me in the face. (laughs) Like I get six packed. I'm like, cool. We beat you 21 seven, but that's the, of course that's the post (laughs) you put up. Right. It's so good. Yeah. And then you're like, what? what do I do here? Yeah. You lose confidence, but we always have that, that term. You play to the level of the water, right? So yeah. Yeah. You're, you're drowning a little bit. You gotta learn to swim, you know? Yep. So that's the, that's the five Oh for me. I got to like, I'm just doggy paddling with my nose just above the water right now. Like oh, I can breathe. I can kind of look around, but right, right. I want to be just flowing freestyle and, and winning, you know? So it's, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Can we, uh, can we change gears here? Yeah, let's do it. I'm gonna do a little. Uh, yes. I'm gonna do a little a show here. I'm gonna put some glasses on. You need to tell me which ones you like best. We've got the. Uh, we've got the tortoise boys. Oh, okay. I like those. Those are sick. We've got these grays. Okay. There we go. And we got- for for anybody just listening, this is why you got to watch on YouTube because we're doing a little fashion show right now. And we've got, uh, we've got these, uh, black glasses. Okay. Those are game times. Yeah. That's semifinals. So you got quarters, semis, and finals. You just switch it up every round. All right. So this is, uh, these are, so I'm putting on the, I'm putting on the tortoise guys because these are my favorite. This is, uh, these are from Sport RX. So these guys do, uh, prescription sports glasses, which are like, you know, the whole company is athletes with PhDs basically. And um, they specialize in like, cause you were telling me that yeah. when you, when you play volleyball, you wear like uh, prescription protective Oakley's, right? Which yeah. they sell. Yeah. And they don't look anything like those. I looked like I was a total doofus with like, they were like, at, at that point, they were the huge glasses, almost like the road bike ones with the prescription ones inside. So I look like, like squints from sandlot yeah <laughs> i was like yeah yeah like i couldn't see anything <laughs> right. i'm like wait why do they look like this like i look like such an alien my kids even tease me like dad what's wrong with your face i'm like it's not my face These like the double lens thing is so weird where those look you can't even tell dude those look sick yeah because i i play with a guy who does who um you know he insists on wearing eye protection eye protection which i think you should um, and there's no, but there, he doesn't need a prescription or anything. And he just plays with, with no lenses in them. So it's, it's literally just the like frames the bars. And he just, I crack up every time because he looks like he honestly, he looks like such a moron. I'm like, dude, you need to get some more stylish glasses and like go to sport RX, like pick out a decent yeah. pair. They probably and, have clear uh, too, right? They'll have clear, they'll have different like shades. Yeah. And oh, well, they also, coach. they also carry like every major, every major brand, right? Like, like Oakley and, and stuff like that. So, that's um, sick. but they're a smart uh, idea. They're, yeah. Like if you have a parent also who is, uh, you know, needs like prescription, like sports classes, but you don't want your parent to look like an idiot. Yeah. They're wearing the transitions go inside to out. Yeah. Yeah. Go, <laughs> like get them, go get them something cool. Seriously. Uh, those look, I mean, those are like mainstream trending shades right there the yeah, frame's like perfect the black ones again they're pretty solid um but uh all right so i i'm i'm wondering when uh when we're gonna see tyson back so you just gotta you guys just gotta keep tuning in to wait till you see uh tyson make his his triumphant return and, and who knows maybe he'll come back and be like yeah i'm a i'm a 5-0 now and you're like where did you go like yeah 
seriously like what did he do did he just go it was like the survivor of of pickleball where he was forced or it's like learning a language but you don't learn it you just go live in that country and you're like i gotta figure it out where's the bathroom where's he, he'd, he'd have to do something drastic to get up to a five zero at this point so that uh that wouldn't surprise <laughs> me if that's his goal it would i mean it would probably take a lot longer than time he's probably going to be gone but we'll see yeah. he's probably gonna be on he's gonna be on steroids so he's gonna come back 20 pounds heavier he's just gonna be jacked like what happened super camp <laughs> so subscribe and uh if you if you guys are on uh if you guys are on spotify hit that little follow button and um tune in next week and and um we'll see if tyson's back or if it's uh me and casey again either way yes we're gonna have casey Actually, let's see. Next week, when is um when's April? So we've got two episodes till then. Yeah. So two episodes from now is gonna be a very interesting episode. But next week hey. you're gonna have Casey and I again and um we'll see if Dyson's back. Yeah, we'll hopefully see uh if you've played it since then, right? I'm hoping you've at least you've at least played Me one too. or two times. Me That'd too. Be helpful. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Stoked. See you guys next week. Do this. Later.